I'd like to have my guests introduce themselves. Could you share a bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Holly Arnett. I am a brand strategist, designer, and coach. Before that, I was freelancing and I started my studio, Black and White Studios, two years ago. And I've been doing that full time since then. And it's kind of transitioned from freelancing and doing uh, hand lettering was where I started and then into more uh, branding stuff. And then now that's my real niche. And I do yeah, strategy and coaching around branding. Um I am was originally born in England, that's interesting, and then I moved to New Zealand um, with my family when I was 10. So I've been here for 15 years in New Zealand, and I live in Wellington, which I think is one of the most amazing places in the world. And I have a partner I've been with for nine years, and that's kind of my bit about me. That was a great bit about you. I'm curious. <laughs> what you, uh, pronouns uh, you use and what uh, you do outside of your work life a little bit. Uh, yeah, so my pro- preferred pronouns are her and she, so you can refer to me that way. And outside of work, um, I still like to be pretty creative. Um, I think the way that I started my uh, freelancing, which I just talked about, was in hand lettering. And so I still like to do that when I have some time. I read a lot of books try to get outside as much as I can. But as a self-employed person, um, I spend probably too much time inside on my computer. Yeah, but try to just be as creative as I can because that's kind of what keeps me going and I feel like that's what is uh, inherently me. So I just do that all the time. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is hand lettering and then moving more into branding and consulting. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see that as like a sort of natural transition as like as people wanted hand lettering in their branding work or did you see it as like you sort of moving into a different design space entirely I think it was kind of both so the way that I started was yeah as a hand lettering and typography artist and through that I kind of got a few jobs creating logos where people specifically wanted them to be kind of hand lettering style or a little bit more typographic. Um, And I'd been doing kind of branding and stuff alongside everything at the same time. It was just that lettering was the niche that I was advertising for, trying to get more of. Um, And so then, yeah, as I was doing those logos and the brands, I kind of realized that I really loved it um, and that it provided a lot of value and that yeah if I was doing kind of the logo for a client then there was obviously going to be more things that they needed because I believe that you can't just give someone a logo that's not going to work and it's not going to be effective and so then I was offering okay I'll I'll do the logo but also like let's talk about your strategy and your the whole entire brand identity and how the logo fits into everything so it kind of yeah naturally progressed but also was just something that I realized that I loved and I liked the process and the value that it provided. And um, yeah, just kind of turned from there. And then recently um, has turned more into consulting and coaching and running online courses about branding. Um, So yeah, so a weird kind of (laughs) um, cool transition. I'm glad you brought up your online courses. I have looked at your website, Black and White Studios uh, dot NZ. 
I mm-hmm. imagine is how you would say it, which we'll put in the notes for the podcast so people can click on that. But I've noticed that you have a branding checklist, the ultimate branding checklist, as yeah. well as your you talk about your make your mark framework. Mm-hmm. And you've also just mentioned doing like online videos. Can you talk a little bit more about those projects and what those things that are like for people that are consumers of them? Yeah, so the kind of idea behind all of it is that I'm super passionate about helping businesses build their brand, whether they have thousands of dollars to invest in a brand strategist or a branding designer or not. And so I want to provide resources for everybody at every kind of stage of their business journey. And so the Ultimate Branding Checklist is a free download Um, anybody can go onto my website and download it and it's designed to give people just a really easy to understand and really easy to approach strategy for creating a brand because I think branding can feel quite overwhelming maybe a little bit intimidating there's a lot to it it feels like you have to pay someone like thousands and thousands of dollars to do it for you but if you have this checklist you can just go through and know okay I need to do my strategy and for that I'm going to need a name and my mission statement and um, my visions and all that stuff and then for my visual aiding today this is what I need blah 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 blah. so that's kind of the free option and it's obviously not going to solve all of your problems but it's going to be a really helpful tool for you to get started with your brand The Make Your Mark framework is actually like what my whole teaching um, and consulting and uh, coaching and everything is built off of. So it's kind of my framework for how I think that brands can be built and how I can teach how brands can be built. And so um, it just breaks down like what is included in a brand, what you need and the steps that you need to take to get there. And so my program, my I have two programs. One is called Make Your Mark, um, and that's a 12-week program. And then I have the on-brand Instagram, um, which is a more do-it-at-your-own-pace program. It's a lower cost, um, and it's a little bit less in-depth than Make Your Mark, but that uses the Make Your Mark framework. So um, each kind of step of the framework is a class in the program. Um, and you just go through it and it's the on-brand Instagram is about creating your brand and then applying it just to Instagram as a way to get started because again like I said branding can be kind of overwhelming and you might panic and feel like oh my gosh I need to think about my website and what posters I'm gonna make and what yeah all the millions of different things you could possibly put your brand onto so I wanted to kind of focus on one platform uh, one touch point where you can sort of apply your whole brand to it and it's visual. Um, it incorporates like copy and messaging and content strategy and everything that's included in your brand, but just on a smaller, more kind of achievable and approachable scale. So those are kind of my programs. I also do like one-on-one strategy workshops. I do brand design. Um, yeah. Wow. I love how many different sort of programs that you have with different touch points and price points and maybe for different audiences. What was it like to create all those programs? Do you do you find yourself working on all of them in, in tangent? And does that seem like a lot of different work? And maybe that's a positive because it's variety? Or has this sort of been like a slow build it over time of the, the sort of lifespan of your studio? Um, yeah, it's definitely been over time. Um, I created the... Um... 
ultimate branding checklist in the middle of last year. And um, at that point, I had no idea that I was going to create any online courses or programs. Um, I just wanted to create a resource that I could yeah, give out to people who needed it. And so that just kind of existed and was out there and people were really enjoying it. And then um, towards kind of the end of last year, which must have been yet yeah, like October or something, um, that's when I decided that I was going to launch a program. Um, and the on-brand Instagram was the first one that I launched. And so, um, yeah, it just kind of happened in sequence. But now I work on all of them at the same time. <laughs> Do you find that it's a good way to sort of deal with clients that are trying to meet you at different price points? Oftentimes, you know, through my own studio, I'll have a client that maybe is trying to negotiate down the price a little bit. It's outside of their budget a little bit. Do you find it's nice to have these programs at different price points so you never kind of have to necessarily turn any of them away? Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, because especially branding um, can kind of get expensive because, it's a long, sometimes long process. It requires a lot of deep thinking, a lot of like, a lot more than probably people sometimes think. And so not everybody can afford that. And especially like the people that I want to work with are entrepreneurs or small businesses who are doing something really positive for the world or society or people around them or whatever. And so these kind of small startup social entrepreneurs um, don't have like, thousands and thousands of dollars and so but I don't want them to not succeed and so yeah having um the checklist that I can give them for free or the on-brand Instagram that I can give them at a really low price point or make your mark which I can is like in the next step up and then me doing everything for you is a step up from that and so yeah I think it's really helpful having options for everybody no matter where they're at because um, yeah, I just want everybody to, um, to succeed. So, yeah. I, I love that. I love that you're like focusing on those social good companies and being able to offer resources to them, no matter the price point. You mentioned that branding can be a long process. And for those people that just like are less familiar, can you talk a little bit about what that process looks like and what do you mean by long time? And just what are the things that are entailed with doing branding work? Um, yeah, so kind of long, I guess, is sort of relative, but um, it's obviously going to be a lot longer than just like def- just designing a logo might take, I don't know, a week or two weeks, depending on what your process looks like. But for me, branding takes at least like six weeks because there's a lot of upfront time in understanding the business and the goals and outlining the strategy and everything before I even touch anything visual or tangible and that's really important because if you don't do that then the visual work that you do do hasn't got the substance behind it that it needs to kind of survive and thrive and um, succeed really well and so there's um, a period of at least like two or three weeks of just like talking to the client meeting with them at least once or twice understanding their business really, really well, outlining that strategy, doing all of that kind of foundational work and then getting into um, I do like mood boards to make sure that I've then translated what they've explained to me and the strategy that we've come up with well and I've understood it completely. Do mood boards 
and then the full brand identity. Um, and then on top of that, I might be doing messaging or helping to apply it to a website design or social media content or whatever. So it can be a lot longer than people uh, might think because there's more to it, I think, than people think. It's not just like, okay, you um, type out a nice logo and then you pick some cool fonts and some your favourite colours and then you're done. There's a there's a more to it. <laughs> Thanks for sharing a bit more about the process. I, I was maybe less familiar with it, so hopefully that was helpful to people in the audience as well. Do you mind talking a little bit about what a typical day looks like for you? Typical days for me are probably quite um, different, uh, which I like. I like that every day is quite different. I have a retainer client who I work with um, 20 hours a week at the moment. And so some of my days are spent working on their stuff, which I love doing. Um, and then other days I'm meeting with clients. Um, I'm working on brand strategies. I'm creating more resources or like content for Instagram um then sometimes I'm doing boring things like accounting and emails <laughs> um sort of businessy things that you have to do um and so yeah there's a lot of kind of different um di- ways that my days look like because um I'm doing kind of a lot of different things I'm doing design I'm doing strategy uh, I'm doing the coaching stuff so I'm talking to people in my program um having group calls with them doing all the admin stuff of business life so yeah I uh, don't know if that's very good answer for you I actually think that's a great answer because a lot of people ask me about getting into freelance work and I, I don't know that a lot of people talk about the benefits of getting a retainer client or the amount of accounting work and sort of other stuff that happens on your day-to-day as part of running a business by yourself so I thought it was really nice that you shared that do you have advice for someone that's just starting out in uh, either branding or lettering or brand consulting or even just wanting to sort of break off and do full-time independent studio work? Yeah, I think uh, in terms of if you're wanting to break off and do your own thing, which I am so all for, by the way, (laughs) Um, I'm, yeah, very on board for people taking the leap and doing that. Um, I think a great piece of advice for that is to be really like vocal about the fact that that is what you do um, and make sure that people know that that's what you do and um, you know I see so many people who are like oh I'm really struggling to get work or um, I haven't found enough clients or I'm not getting the referrals that I need and it doesn't say anywhere on any of their social media or anything that they're doing branding or design or whatever it is that they're doing and that they're open for work and looking actively for more work and so I think um, it's a really kind of simple and easy thing to do but just telling people that you are a designer or a strategist or yeah whatever it is that you do um, and that you're open for work at the moment Um, and then when you do get those jobs um, it's about going kind of above and beyond and making that experience so easy and fun and approachable and just a cool experience for your client to go through because like I said branding or design or whatever it can be quite overwhelming quite stressful quite intimidating they might be investing a lot of time or a lot of money and so you need to make that experience like really really awesome for them and make sure that when you're done that 
they are like your biggest, most raving fan and they want to tell everybody that you're awesome um, and that they should work with you. And so, yeah, my biggest advice is to make sure everybody knows what you do and that you're available for work. And then when you get the work, like make it awesome and make it a really cool experience, do your best work um, and then get those referrals. I think I mentioned your website earlier. I think your website's a really good example of making that fun and easy and approachable because um, I think you've done a great job of communicating both what you offer and like different bits of information laid out in a smart way so that your clients can sort of explore your website and then reach out to you. I think you do a really great job of like communicating your own work and what you can do to help people. Oh, thank you. I'm actually redoing my website um, coming up soon. So um, hopefully it will be even better. (laughs) What about uh, for someone more senior? What about someone like yourself? What advice would you give to someone in your shoes? Be open to helping other people who are maybe younger um, or earlier in their career or wanting to learn from you. Um, I think Um, And even helping clients or people who aren't your clients, like sharing what you know, because there's some designers or agencies or, um, yeah, people who are a little bit protective of what they know and um, their experiences and that sort of stuff. And I get it. Um, You know, how we make money is like through the stuff that we know. (laughs) Um, And so it can be kind of scary to give away that information. But I think the benefits of helping younger people or, helping um, businesses who want to learn about branding or want some help um, or, yeah, I'm just kind of giving that information away is really, really beneficial to them and you. And so I think it does take a little bit of kind of self-therapy to get over um, feeling a bit protective of that stuff. But I think once you do, um, it's really, really helpful, really beneficial and really, really worth it to to share your knowledge and help other people um, with what you're doing. And yeah. I think that is really good advice. Cause I, I think you're right. It is a little scary at first to think about giving stuff away for free that you want to charge money for. Do you find that that leads to getting new clients? Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I have been writing on my blog um, for like, since I started my uh, studio um, and that's free information like literally anybody can go and read that stuff for free. Um, and it took a while for like the search engine optimization to figure itself out and for me to get some reach from it. But um, once people have started reading my blog and it comes up on like Medium and stuff, now I've I've had clients from that work because people are so thankful that I'm giving away that information. It also like tells them that I know what I'm talking about that um, I'm pretty good at what I do hopefully (laughs) Um, and that they sort of can trust me that I want to help them because they know that I am already trying to help them by giving this information away for free so and when I say like give away the information it doesn't always have to be for free either you know it just can be willing to like um, let someone book in with you for an hour for 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever you want to charge and like help them out and answer some questions or um, go and give back. Like I've been uh, back to the university that I studied at and taught typography there um, because I just, I want to help see more like young designers grow and learn and succeed. And so giving away what you know doesn't have to necessarily be for free. It can be 
paid because you know you are you deserve to be paid for what you know and your experience and your knowledge but um yeah just giving it away in any form I think is really nice to be able to give back so a little change of pace our industry the the creative industry and the design industry are wonderful but there are also downsides and uh sometimes we have to deal with uh people in our industry that are racist or misogynistic or ableist or homophobic or um maybe have other kinds of bigotry how do you feel about that and how do you like what's your tips on sort of resisting and surviving that how i feel about it is pretty angry (laughs) um pretty frustrated um but i think especially as someone who's self-employed um, or is running a studio or kind of has that sort of level of control, we have a lot of agency in who we collaborate with, who we support, um, what clients that we work with, um, and that I think has quite a lot of power and a lot of voice behind it, you know. Um, if we are actively collaborating with these really awesome people who are definitely not homophobic or not, you know, any of that stuff. Um, And then also at the same time, actively not working with people who are, um, it's kind of, it just uh, works that those people are not going to get anywhere um, and not going to have their voice that is, you know, (laughs) made louder um, if those, if they're kind of projecting those negative things. And so I think, yeah, as self-employed people, we have to be really careful and intentional about who it is that we work with, um, who we, yeah, collaborate with, what clients we work with, you know. Um, I'm not going to work with a company who is historically pretty, like, misogynist or racist or anything like that because I don't want to be associated with them and also I don't want them to succeed. (laughs) Um, So I think we're pretty privileged as self-employed people to have that level of decision-making and control over, yeah, who it is that we support. Um, So that's kind of my tactic, I suppose, is being intentional and and being careful about who I want to support and who I want to work with um, and who I want to help get with, you know, get somewhere. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I hadn't thought about it as sort of like a privilege that we have as self-employed people to be able to make that decision. But you're totally right. Some people, I think, work at large large organizations and aren't there for those decisions and for Mm -hmm. who the company works with. So, yeah, that's that's really nice that you pointed that out. Who is one person that the listeners should know about? I think uh, if you're a designer, which I presume most of your um, audience are, then um, someone I really think is awesome to uh, hear from um, and also read their book is Michael Jander. Um, When I first left uh, university, um, I read his book. I think it's called Burn Your Portfolio. Um, And it is so helpful in giving you, like, really practical advice on how to be a freelancer or even not a freelancer but just how do you work with clients how do you run a project how do you um like invoice someone (laughs) um all those like really really practical things that maybe university or if you're self-taught or whatever um you might not learn those things you're obviously going to be learning about design and um creativity and all that stuff but 
um, the practicality of being a designer is kind of hard to learn. And so um, Michael Jander does a great, great job of teaching that. Great recommendation on, on Michael's book. I'll have to order that. And I'm interested in reading that. And speaking of like, what book do you think everyone should read? I have a favorite book. Um, and I recommend it to everybody already. So apologies if I've already recommended this to to anybody listening. But um, it's called Big Magic and it's by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, she wrote like Eat, Pray, Love and a bunch of other novels. But this is a nonfiction book about creativity. Um, it's a little bit woo-woo in places. Um, so you just kind of have to bear with that if that's not your jam. But um, it's really worth reading. Um, and I have a... tattoo of um something from the book on there that says love over suffering because um in the book she talks about how as kind of artists or creative there is this expectation that you need to sort of be suffering and miserable in order to create art um but actually you can create really beautiful and powerful things out of love and joy and happiness and all of the good things and so um that's only one part of the book but um, I think it's a great book and yeah, my favorite. So I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> um, I love the endorsement of, I have part of it tattooed on my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. good, it's a good endorsement. Yeah. Um, I believe everyone should get paid for their time. So on this show, we share the profits from our advertisers with all of our guests. Are there other ways that the listeners can support you? Yeah, I mean, joining my programs, working with me, uh, those are probably the best financial ways to support me. Um, But just, yeah, joining me on like Instagram or um, whatever social media platform, like I appreciate that support and that sort of community as well. So if you can't financially support, then just hanging out with me on social is great. Well, you hear hear Holly use her resources and what are your different social uh, handles that people can find you at? So you can find me personally at Holly underscore Arnett. Um, And then my studio is B-L-C-K-W-H-T Studios. It was too long to fit in the handle. So (laughs) Um, yeah, it's like black, white studios, but without the vowels. And what platforms do you prefer for sort of those things? I'm on most platforms, but um, Instagram or Twitter are probably the best. And just for the audience again, what is your website? Uh, my website is blackandwhitestudios.nz. Fantastic. And those will all be linked in the show notes. Holly, it was so nice to have you on Bezier. Thank you. It's been um, awesome to chat and yeah, happy to talk anytime. Thanks for having me.